You've been to a doctor's office and seen something maybe similar to that. Uh, a picture of the body and showing all the parts and how the different functions are, and that are involved in the body. Paul is bringing out something similar to that in, in the reading this morning and in our lesson. We're trying to point out the necessity that we have for each member of the body. Been a lot of different things on the news recently uh, of showing the the care, the compassion that family members have towards one another. One more recently was a a brother who had a younger brother who had a autistic problem, and then how he spent a lot of time with him, slowing down and letting him work and working things together to show that bond of love. And as the reader brought out. Uh, this morning at the end, I'll show you a more excellent way, and that is love. We do show this care and concern for one another, the giving in and the, the sharing with, we, with each other, but sometimes we forget how far that really needs to go. You just did it this morning. As Lowell brought out the last song, as he got to the last part of it, he slowed down. In you slow down as well. The body works with each other. And sometimes we need to slow down to help one another along the way. Sometimes it's not always easy. I remember when the, the kids were smaller and we had snow and I'd walk with them and they'd be walking with me or behind me. And I found out my pace was a little quicker than their pace. And I could cover a little bit more ground than they could cover in, in a step. And then there was a need to slow down. Just slow down a little bit. Let them catch up. That's what the body's all about, is our working with each other, our understanding the need for each other, understanding the individual parts. And again, that's hard, because in the physical body, we, just, we simply do it. It's hard for us to pick that up and to realize all that has to go through for gestures, how the members have to work together. The little finger can't say, well, I don't want to go up. I want to stay down. The body works in harmony with each other because they're under one head. And the head in the spiritual body is Christ. We're all under that one body in Christ. And we need to work together and to strive and to do God's will. Because we have that one common goal. The common goal is for us to see each other in heaven. And to do that, we need to work with each other. And at times, we need to be patient with one, with one another. At times, we need to chastise one another. We need to encourage each other. But oftentimes, we simply need to grow in our love for each other along the way. There are two extremes in society. There are two extremes within the Lord's church as well. And one is, I can do everything. And the other is, I cannot do anything. Both attitudes are wrong. One is a, comes from pride, I can do everything that needs to be done. And the other, I cannot do anything, is not known the value of every individual saint. And we need that reminder as well in the spiritual, the spiritual body of Christ. There is a value, a benefit for every member of that body. One of the favorite cartoons I refer to periodically is that of Charles Schultz and, and Snoopy. 
and uh, Snoopy is out jogging on the beach or somewhere like that, and the individual body parts begin to talk to each other. They're out there jogging, and the feet are upset because they are hurting because they're having to run. And they're complaining that the only reason they're having to run is because of the stomach. The stomach is too big, and they're having to out there exercise. And then the other part begin to chime in that they're, they're tired as well, and they want to quit. So there's a discussion there, and each one begins to say, well, I'm going to quit. You know, I'm so it is the stomach's fault, so I don't have to do it because it's the stomach's fault, and I'm just going to quit running. And the individual members were doing that, and got down to the heart, and the heart said, listen, if I quit, we all quit. And the feet says, keep on running. We've got to work together. We've got to, time slow down, yes. Times we've got to be compassionate towards one another, yes. At times we need to encourage one another, yes. Because we have a common goal. We want to be in heaven with each other together. And we want to do whatever it takes for us to be able to do that. He reminds us that there is but one body and individual and many members in that one body. We're reminded that we were baptized into this one body. We all got into the body of Christ the same way. We're all different. We're all unique. There are no two that are alike. Even those that are identical twins have differences. Even though they have a lot of similarities and it's hard to tell them apart. But we're all unique. We all have our needs. We all have our talents. And we all are able to do more than we think we can do. Because it's God working in us. That makes the difference. It's not what can I do, but what can I allow God to do through me in doing his will. And then the understanding that the body is this body, in one sense, is only temporary. Because members are going to die off and others will come in and there's a time frame when there's going to be a changeover, if you will, of the members of the body that's located here. And in another sense, this body is eternal. What we do for and with each other has an impact and a determination of where we will be eternally and will that be together with God in heaven. So how do we see each other and how do we work with one another? We share this common faith, this common conversion, this common fellowship, and this common goal. And the body is to grow and function effectively. And it always takes longer than one anticipates it to be. It's true in the spiritual body. It takes a while for us to grow and to develop. It takes a long time. Sometimes it's taken years for one to find their particular niche of what they can do in contributing towards society. And sometimes it takes a while to find the, the niche that one has in being in the body. But to understand there's something that every one of us can do in supporting and encouraging one another. And it is letting each other know how important we are 
because we are part of this body that belongs to Christ. It's always a joy when we see those who have not been able to be out with us. This is always a joy to see Bill and Mary White. Bill is always wanting to come, but health says no, you're not able to go right now. And so it's always a joy. And you never know the good that is being done by the members of our body. Oftentimes we do not share what we do because oftentimes we think that the glory is going to us. And the glory, we all want the glory to go to God and what the body of Christ is able to do. But we never fully know how much each one is deeply appreciated. One is because you are a child of the living God. Two is because you are a part of the body of Christ here at the downtown congregation. And three, because you are God's vessel. God loves you, has a place for you, and he uses you, oftentimes maybe in ways that we don't fully understand. Sometimes we don't realize the good that we've done for each other. And the things that are done in private by individual members, they do it for the glory of God and bring honor and glory to his name. But this body illustrates our unity in Christ. Why he takes time to use that physical body to say that no one has the right to say, well, because I'm not in here, I'm not a part of the body. I do not count. And sometimes members may use that or say that because they're not able to be in a position of prestige or a position that are seen because they are limited by health or because of whatever other reason they may feel that they're just not a part of the body, that they're not important. And that's not the case. Because you're not one member does not mean you are not a part of the body. You are. And on the other hand, he uses the other side of it because I'm this member of the body, I do not have need of you. That's not true either. The body needs every member. This physical body needs every member because that is the way that God has designed this physical body. Now, it can function under a variety of different circumstances. But the overall purpose of the body is to be united and working together. And the same is true spiritually. Sometimes we have to remind ourselves. You know, sometimes we want to think that we're the important one. The eyes are important. But that's not the body. Paul uses that illustration online. I mean, if the, if the body was an eye, where would the hearing be? And again, I, you have to see humor in what God does. He said, can you see a gigantic eyeball rolling down the street? Is that a body? What is it able to do? The eye is important, but it needs some other members to work with it for it to function as well as it does. And if it's handicapped, the body adjusts to that as well. But it is because we have a concern for one another. It is because there is a tie that binds us together. 
We're studying in the book of Ephesians on the Sunday morning class, talking about the good works that they do. We're reminded that as you go over to Revelation 2, that the Ephesus, those, the Christians in Ephesus were doing a good work, but they had left their first love, and they're being encouraged to go back and to do that. They're told to repent and do their first, go to their first love, to change their lives. We need to understand where we are. We're tied together. It's by the blood of Jesus Christ. But we're also tied by the by what the Ephesians had forgotten about. What Paul is going to tell the Corinthians in the next chapter. He said, I'm going to show you a more excellent way. You have all these gifts. And all of these gifts are necessary. All these talents we have within the congregation, they're all necessary. They're all important. They all have a place and serve a purpose. But he said, I want to show you a more excellent way. We get caught up as they had got caught up, got caught up in the talents and what they were able to do or the gifts that had, they had been given. The gift of prophecy, the gift of speaking in tongues. Then he goes into chapter 13 to lay it out. You need to look at another side of this. There's a lot of things that you can do in the service of God. But if you have not love, it profits you nothing. If you have not love for one another, if you have not compassion for one another, we have not sympathy for each other, we have not the willingness in this love for each other to adjust to each other, to slow down, to encourage another to pick up, but to work together because of the God who so loved us that he gave his son to die for us. This is our unity that we have. Christ is the head of the church. The only reason the body is able to function together is because it listens to the head. Fall in the direction of the head. If there's a miscommunication, there's a problem in the physical body. If there's a miscommunication in the spiritual body, because we're not connected to listening to the head, that is Christ. Not listening to his word of showing us what it is, what a privilege it is, what an honor it is, what a responsibility it is to be a part of a spiritual body that is called the church, the body of Christ. And how important it is for the spiritual body to desire to work together so that the head can be glorified. Whatever the body does physically, the glory always goes to the head. And it ought to be true spiritually that whatever it is that we do, whatever it is that we can contribute, whatever extra thing that we do that that enables the body to do more, the glory goes to the head, which is Christ. It's not us. It's Christ working in us. It's not what we've been able to do. It's because of what Christ is doing through us, through our surrendering to him, 
and desiring to do His will in a life that we live. That in the church there is not to be a battle zone, a, a fighting among one another. I've been at hospitals. I've been in places where I've seen individuals who have no control over their body. It's not in subjection to the head at all. I've seen them have to be restrained because if they're not, they will tear themselves apart physically. They're not under control of the head. There's some malfunction there. It's a pitiful sight. And it's a pitiful sight when the Lord's body does the same thing. When we fight, devour one another, resist each other, not support each other. It's not a pretty sight. We're not under the head. We each are not listening to what Christ has said. I am his. We mentioned in verse eight or mentioned in verse eighteen. The Lord has placed us in the body just as it has pleased him. There's a need for each one. There's a need for one to challenge us to do more. There's a need for one to say, step back just a little bit, slow down. Let's work this thing out together. There's a need for us to say, collectively, look what we can do. Look at the good that is being done as we let the light shine. And reminding ourselves again that the purpose of lights is not to bring any glory to themselves. The purpose of light is to dispel the darkness. And for the spiritual realm, for us to glorify our Father who is in heaven. To show the world everything that the world is looking for, everything that the world is seeking, everything that the world is striving to legislate for is found within the Lord's body. In the body there is one. There is no division. There is no Jew. There is no Gentile. They're all one. There is no distinction male or female. Slave or free. All of that is gone in Christ. Everything that the world clamors to want to have is found within the body of Christ. And then it's sad when the body of Christ doesn't demonstrate that and show that. That there is this oneness. There is this tying together. Those who grew up, grew up with more than one sibling understand that concept. You know, I have the right to pick on my sister. But if you go picking on my sister, then you picked a fight with both of us. Family defends family. We stand for each other. We stand up for each other. We support each other. We remind each other we have your back. We have your side. We go arm in arm together. We are the body of Christ. We're here to serve the Lord together. There is no individuality in that aspect of things. There is this oneness that is found within Christ Jesus to enable us to achieve his purposes. That's what the body's for. The individual member of the pinky is to work for the body to be able to perform, perform its function. 
which directly has no bearing on what the pinky does. It all has to work together. What we do is to be working together for the glory of God. To achieve the purpose to show the world the manifold grace and wisdom of God. To show the world to the extent of the love that Christ has bestowed upon individuals and upon the human race. To allow the world to see that the worst of all sinners can become a child of the living God. And not to use the worldly definition of the word, but the biblical definition of the world. To allow a murderer to become a saint. Become a child of God. And to show that in that relationship, those divisions then are gone. They're in the world, but they're gone within the Lord's body. And there is a unity that is there that is supportive of one another. We see that in families. Families that support each other. Families that encourage one another. Sometimes we may not have seen that in the physical family. Sometimes, sad to say, we may not have seen that in the spiritual family. But that love, that support, that encouragement is to be there. And our being who it is that God wants us to be. We've got different talents, different capabilities. We have different ministries, but the same Lord. We've got different activities, but we all work for the same God. That's the beauty of it. It's hard for an individual member to see how it all works together in the physical body and it's in the spiritual body as well at times. It's hard for us individually to see how God is using us collectively to glorify his name to a lost and dying world of how each one can do it in, the, in their job or their task that is there, but also to see the unity that binds us together. The scriptures remind us that the early church had problems with that as well and needed to be reminded. The Corinthians spend this 12th chapter to talk about what the body is like, spends chapter 13 to show how it is to work and how we are bound together work together for the cause of Christ. We help each other. It's a joy to see the, the delight in the, our young ones as they're growing and, and, and being involved in service, learning to be active in the Lord's cause. A lot to learn from those that are older, the wisdom, the experiences that they've gone through. We never go through the same experiences. But we learn from each other. We've learned to support each other. We've learned to realize that what we think is individual problems we have, more oftentimes than not, are not. They're problems each one of us has in one way or another. And this to know that others have gone through. It's always interesting to hear how Different ones have grown in the, in the service of God. What it's like to go through the growing process. What it's like for Nolan and others to, to stand up here. 
and to face an audience. And to be willing to do that. Why? One is because they receive encouragement, do they not? Deeply appreciate Noah. Appreciate the efforts that are put forth. And others as well. It means a lot to see that. To see that growth taking place. To see those who have gotten up and led singing. Except me. But it's good to see the growth that God has given to us through time. Is it not? And why? It's because we believe we are family. That we work together. We stay together. We encourage one another. Because we want to honor God in what we do. We want to glorify Him. One day we stand before Him. as an individual. And we answer for what we've done in this life. As a child of God, we depend exclusively on that blood of Jesus Christ to cleanse us from our sins. But we're also, he does look at what we've done. How have we treated each other? How are we treating each other? How are we glorifying God? How much has that sense of gratitude, thanksgiving, crossed our heart and our mind? Because God has allowed us to be called his people. We've been set apart for a work. It is expected that we would do the work that God has given to us and to glorify his name. That is a choice that we have to make. Sweet will of God. Do you see it as that? Do you see his will as a sweet, sweet will? Do you see his will in wanting to challenge you, God challenging you to step forth, do his will, trust him that he's with you as you do it, and to believe that God believes that what he's asked of you you are capable of doing and it's always more than we think do I trust him this is a very sweet sweet will in my life as you look at your lives this morning it may be that you're not yet this child of God do not know what it's like to have forgiveness of your sins washed away, remembered by God no more, be held against you no more, to be able to raise from a watery grave a baptism for the remission of your sins, to become a new creation, a child of the living God, 
and to be a part of the family, to be a part of the body of Christ, and to serve him from a loving heart until this life is over. As a child of God, we've let the world begin to pull us away from the love and the fellowship of the Lord's body. We've allowed the world to begin to pull us away from our biblical love for each other found in 1 Corinthians 13. We need to make a change. It is God's will that we always have that opportunity to change. And so as we look at our life this morning, if it's not where it needs to be, and if it needs to change, if we could assist you, if we could help you in that decision, then indeed we bid you to come as together we stand and sing.